Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And what an exciting and interesting into the week that this was. It kicked off this morning with a shockingly weak employment report far below consensus estimates here to close out the week. And if you tuned in to some of our podcasts this week, and especially Kip's yesterday, you know that he was betting on the under here, and I have happened to agree with him on that one. It's exactly what we got. Estimates for this report were for 1.1 million jobs to be created. Uh, something like 40% of analysts said it was going to be well over a million some going as high to a million and a half to two million, but it was almost a done deal that this was going to be a huge jobs number. Well, this morning that number came in at just two hundred and sixty-six thousand. Uh, saw some pretty funny clips from you know CNBC as the numbers were coming in. They had to do a double take because everybody was expecting a higher number here. Of course, except for Rick Santelli, he's really the man over there at CNBC to watch for. But we talked about this here as well, of course. We would have loved to have seen an incredible jobs number. Kip said yesterday, well, create 10 million jobs. I mean, that would be amazing. That's what's in our country's best interest. It means that Americans are getting back to work. But the reality is, and not to get too political today, but as the Biden administration continues to do just about everything that they can to try and derail this economy. It wasn't exactly a shocker here. And it really points out how little that you can trust some of these PhD economists when you look at the Fed and the thousands of economists that they employ. And not to say that all of them are bad, but how do they employ this many economists and just get it so Wrong. That is, they missed by nearly 75%. They projected 1.1 million coming at 266,000. That's the best that they can do. I, it, it's humorous, really. I mean, most of these people aren't really economists. Now, that might seem like a, a shot at them, and maybe it is a little bit of one, but they're really, they're bureaucrats. Business people playing politician is what we've got. There's just so much bureaucracy in these groups and these big federal groups like a Federal Reserve or these think tanks out there that they're you, – you can't break away from the group's opinion. If you get out of line from the group, they're going to find a way to force you back in um, and whether that's making you look like a fool or <laughs> whatever their tactics may be. That really is the way that it works with these groups. If you differ from them, you're going to be ostracized. And it's really, it's, we wish we could trust them a little bit more, but it's the reality of the situation and, and how we have to look at it. But so going back to the jobs number, like I said, we would have loved to have seen a strong number, but from a market point of view, this was not a bad reading at all. Kind of like that Goldilocks number that I was talking about on Wednesday's podcast. And that's for a few reasons. First, it allows the Biden administration to continue fiscal stimulus on top of the $22 trillion fiscal and monetary stimulus that we have all over the world. 
it looks like we're going to continue getting more uh, with a jobs report like this. And it's very similar to what we've talked about here on the podcast as well, that no one's asking for more stimulus with the markets at all time highs. We might be there right now, but you know, it looks like we're taking, we just took a step backwards in jobs reports. So now's a good time to go out for stimulus. We got to get these jobs flowing again. It's, it's a tough sell when, if we would have gotten a million plus jobs created, it's tough to go say then, yeah, now's the time to continue adding to our national deficit. Let's keep running it up. Let's keep printing money. No one's saying that. If we get a million plus jobs, uh, created in this cycle. Now, I might get some pushback for saying this, but it seems very true and apt to the situation today that these numbers, whether it's inflation or employment, have become so cherry-picked to serve a national narrative, just like the stimulus narrative that I just laid out there, that trusting the data from even the Federal Reserve is almost like trusting the data out of China. I, I mean, I think most of our listeners here probably would would agree with that, that you see data coming out of China, whether it's coronavirus cases, which we've never trusted the official numbers from anywhere on that, but any numbers economic-wise or, or whatever it may be from China, a, not a whole lot of analysts put a whole lot of faith in that. Yeah, they look at them to stay in touch, but... It really put very little trust in what that data actually is. So we may be a little bit better here, but these numbers are certainly manipulated. And like I said, really the the case in point is inflation, where everyone can see that inflation is higher than 2%. Yet the Fed keeps saying we need to get it higher. It's not high enough right now. It's not at that 2% level that we want. And we'll let it run a little bit over that, but it's not going to get out of hand well I think we can all see anytime you go to the grocery store, anytime you go to the gas station, home prices, school prices, I think that anybody can really see that inflation is on the rise, uh, at least has been since the onset of coronavirus insanity. But back to the point at hand here, uh, the the second main thing that this employment uh, number does is it keeps the Fed from the idea of raising rates which has been a popular topic, topic this week after Yellen's gaffe this week saying that we may need to be ra- thinking about raising rates before the end of the year. That really spooked some investors. And this weaker than expected jobs report eases that worry. It, it eases the worry that there's going to be rate hikes before the end of the year because the economy isn't overheating just yet, according to their metrics. Uh, so again, we haven't heard it from Jay Powell. That was Yellen. So luckily the Treasury Secretary doesn't doesn't really have a say in that. I'm sure they work together a lot. But we haven't heard Jay Powell say it yet. He's still in the camp of not thinking about thinking about raising rates, uh, allegedly at least. And then lastly, it also helps – this jobs report also helps bring to light some of the negative impact of the unemployment benefits. That's been a popular topic this week as well. Yes, putting dollars into the pockets of those affected by these lockdowns, which I love uh, the way people have said this, that coronavirus didn't cause you to lose your job. Government lockdowns caused you to lose your job. But lockdowns are ending now. And 
They've been over with for a long time here in Texas and in Florida and some other places as well. This should have never really happened, but it's, it's time to put an end to the lockdown game. And on that note, putting it into the benefits for people to stay at home instead of working. Now, clearly in this, in this report number, we saw companies are looking for workers. They can't find them. That should not be happening with unemployment at 6.1%. So, and there's another reason here as well I wasn't going to get into, but I, while we're on the topic, there can certainly be an argument made that continuing these unemployment benefits while also seeing inflation at high levels and trying to get inflation to higher levels, according to the Fed, that the government might be directly contributing to stagflation here, you know, the, the combination of inflation and unemployment, Uh Really, it could be exacerbating a future issue on that level. So if we can get rid of those, get Americans back to work, back to being a productive economy, as much as we can be, we've shifted so much into a, a consumption economy that it's tough to get back to that point, but we've got we've to try. Uh, so all that being said, that really was not a bad number from jobs reports. We would love to see a great number because that means that our economy is doing well. But it wasn't enough to take our markets off track and really probably was a Goldilocks number for our markets. And we saw that today. All four of our major indexes finishing higher. The Russell 2000 up 1.35% on the day to 2,271. We were followed there by the NASDAQ up 0.88% to 13,753. And then let's get into the all-time highs. The, the S&P 500 up 7.4%, hitting an all-time high of 4,232. And then the Dow Jones also hitting an all-time high today up 0.66% to 34,777. That now makes roughly three days in a row of all-time highs in the Dow. And wait till you hear what I have to say about transports here in a little bit because they've been on an absolute tear here. But first, looking at our internals on the day, we have seen some mixed internals as of late. So getting the numbers we got today were a solid read. Advances beating out declines nicely, almost 3 to 1 positive for the NYSE, over 2 to 1 positive for the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs to lows crushed, 821 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 90 hitting new 52-week lows. That's a much, that's, this number has been positive all week, but we saw a lot of stocks hitting new 52-week lows on the NASDAQ this week. So to see this action today, very bullish. Lastly here, volume coming in almost 4-1 to one positive for the NYSE and well over 2-1 to one positive for the NASDAQ. Now let's take a look at our sectors on the day. Like I mentioned a second ago, let's start here with transports because this has been an amazing week for transports. Hitting all-time highs every single day this week. Uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you could say parabolic move higher here. And folks, this has been a key reason why we've stayed so bullish and really why we have the VRA investing system to start with this week. I mean, so much noise in the market from Jenny Ellen's comment to this employment report all over the place. Hearing that, you know, yields are rising, tech's going to collapse. One thing that's kept us so consistently bullish 
has been the transports. And for, for weeks now, for months, this has been a key indicator, uh, a new Dow Theory buy signal from these. Get, when you get the transports and the industrials hitting all-time highs, folks, that just it shows how strong the underlying economy actually is. And on that note, HGX, also the housing index, hitting all-time highs four out of five days this week, another leading economic indicator for us here. Folks, those two reasons alone are reasons to be bullish on this market. New highs beget new highs. We're firm believers in that here. That is the truth and dollar cost averaging. <laughs> Probably those two things uh, make a, a huge difference in your in the timing of the markets. Uh, but we also got all-time highs every day this week from the banking index. So three major sectors of our economy just consistently all-time high, all-time high, all-time high. Folks, that's the sign of some serious strength here in our markets. Then looking at the S&P 500 sectors today, also great action here, finishing with all 11 sectors higher on the day today. Energy leading the way higher here once again, followed by real estate, and then we get into the all-time highs. Industrials, all-time high every day this week as well. Materials, all-time high every day this week. Just impressive. And then after that, tech got a nice day today. Good to see tech bouncing back. And really, the key here, as we talk about here often, you want to see tech leading higher, you want to see semis leading tech. The semis nearly doubled uh, doubled the performance of tech day, up 1.4% from SMH, the semiconductor ETF. Another group that we're very bullish on here, got positions in, in VRA and parabolic. Uh, we want to see this group continue to lead higher for our markets. And then lastly here for our sector watch, financials up on the day, also hitting all-time highs, healthcare all-time highs. So folks, new highs beget new highs. We'd love to see that. A great action today from our sectors. And finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold, after getting back above $1,800 an ounce yesterday, looking to solidify that today. Those round numbers are important psychological levels for our markets and gold hanging on to that nicely today up 0.93% to 1832 an ounce. Silver up 0.27% to $27.54 an ounce. And then copper been on an absolute tear here. And then uh, just yesterday, Glencore was out with a piece saying copper needs to rally 50% to meet demand from this space, well, I mean, we've seen how the Biden administration wants to take us towards renewables, the electrification of the grid, which, uh, for better or worse, I, I think that it's, it's a great way to do it. We do need to ease out of oil. Don't just cut it off. But, you know, we're on board with the electrification of our grid and, and improvement of our electrical grid here. And that means higher copper prices when you're talking about electric vehicles, batteries. Copper is a crucial element. So if you've been with us here for a while, you know, this is a group we've been extremely bullish on. One of our favorite picks, period, for our entire portfolio is Turquoise Hill Resources, TRQ, which also rallied to hit its highest level today since 2018. And with copper prices on the rise, this is one of the best copper plays out there. We believe it's got a long way to run from here. Copper up almost 3% on the day-to-day to, -day to $4.73 a pound. That is an all-time high for copper. Oil 
up two tenths of one percent to sixty four dollars and eighty four cents a barrel. Uh, so strong day from oil and energy space. And then lastly today, Bitcoin now up three point two seven percent to fifty seven thousand nine hundred and seventy two a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click that podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you all have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all of the moms out there. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, couldn't appreciate it more. Uh, until next time, we'll see you back here on Monday for the close.